Have you ever seen something that you thought not up or be better than what was made? Then you get to find out it is possible to be better than the originator. You see it in Star Wars, The New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Well, it took John Wick four tries to knock it out of park yet again. That makes sense? No, but I'm sure we'll get there. Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoilers. At the time of this review, John Wick Chapter 4 has premiered nationwide. Almost three hours long. About two hours and 49 minutes. We reviewed the first one that started off this franchise. Yet another one for Keanu. And I said in that review that I love one. I love two. Not so much of a fan of three. But boy, chapter four brought me back in. What about you? How? Uh, what was your thoughts, initial thoughts? Of chapter four? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was longer. And uh, the... I was like, it was longer in every aspect. Thank you. Yes. That's one of my uh, dislikes, I guess, if you will. It was cool in a lot of ways, too. Uh, it was, of course, yeah. Definitely, I don't know if it'll be top one, number one. Number uh, one in what sense? The first chapter. Oh, you can't beat number one. How was your theater experience? I was fine. Few people. I, I few, went around, I went, people? I went in at 115. Uh, oh, so it was in the a few afternoon. People, yeah, in the afternoon. Um, no one sat next to me. I had a couple of people like a little bit behind me, but they were thankfully not uh, loud or anything like that. Well, for us, we saw it the day before Thursday. Mm. We booked the tickets an hour before the showing. Mm. You know how I am. I don't like if I mean if it's a crowded theater. Okay, fine. You know, you gotta sit next to someone. But we made sure. That we got into a row that no one was near us. No one. And is I guess we're magnets to assholes. We book it. No one's around us. But by the time we booked it, we show up. We're sitting there. And then people sat right next to us in a pretty empty theater. Hmm. Did you choose the well, center row? or Not necessarily center. It was like a little off. But the thing is, like, it was an empty row. And there was other rows available now i get my tickets on the app and i know some people get tickets like when they show up at the theater which i makes no sense to me i don't know why they don't get the app and purchase tickets but i know you can also when you purchase tickets you, you can pick the seats you want to pick while you're there it's not random because it's, these are assigned seats it pisses me off or it makes no sense to me it's like why would you go there get a theater or see a movie right and they're showing you, okay, what seats would you like? It shows you which seats are occupied and which seats are not. But he's like, oh, you know what? We're going to pick the ones right there next to the other people who are sitting there. Yeah. We sat there. We were there nice and early just to get ourselves situated, get our snacks, whatever, previews, and then the movie's about to start. And they, these people sat right next to Kim. And we're like, are you fucking serious? And luckily, we, you know, there was obvious, there was plenty of spaces to sit. So we just got up. Got a little closer to the screen, and but not too, you know, close enough and still enjoy the movie. But I was just like, wow. I was like, I don't understand this mentality. Does it mean I love going to the movies, but I hate going to the movies because of things like that? 
okay, my rant's done. Now, besides that, it was great. We had like people being responsible. Oh, and then be, then with that, those fuckers, I know I'm cursing a lot because I'm it really pisses me off. They left early before the movie was completely done, before the credits. Maybe their bladder couldn't hold. All three of them at the same time? Did they get the big gulps? Big gulps. That's, that's, that's 7-Eleven, not AMC. I'm just saying that it, it's just large. You didn't even stay to see the whole movie. You left before the freaking ending, the, the climactic ending. But anyway. Okay, now I'm done with my rant. Okay. But besides that, this movie was a pure joy in overall sets. It reminded me, it, it, like, it felt like it did a, a combination of chapter one and two. The way it was done yeah. in a way, they kind of like disregard chapter three. Because chapter three, in all honesty, was, was weak. This movie could have been chapter three. Chapter three did bring more to the lore. Yeah, but it, you kind of, you could have done that in this one too. Or you could have done like a little skid bit of chapter three lore and then put it in here. Because in chapter three, they have this, this not my magistrate that it had here, but someone big to do. Yeah. But where, in chapter three was also where the, you know, you had, it was all about the continental. And yeah, but I understand. I understand that. But the thing is, is like you have too much, in my opinion, too much comedy, too much. Granted, there's, there's some out of the uh, unbelievable stuff in this one too. But it was just a little bit far fetched in chapter three in some aspects, and 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 like a running gag, if you will. You know, that that's just my opinion. You know, to me, out of the four, three is the weakest one. And for me, two was the weakest. Oh really? I love to. I did not like his opposition, like the on uh, the the people that he was going against, especially the one, um, the mute woman. Oh, uh, I thought she was great. No, I didn't like her. Oh, I thought she was great. I mean, because it's just a different aspect. It also like pays some tribute to Bruce Lee. Like each movie has like a a, a a tribute to something, right? Yeah. And like Chapter Three was more about kung fu. Two was about a little bit of Bruce Lee in a in scene. And one, it was just setting up that world. Mm-hmm. But in chapter four, you have here uh, a continuation. It leads off pretty much. There is some time that happened from chapter three for John Wick can uh, heal. Yeah. I was curious in a sense when I saw the concierge played by the late Lance Riddick, I was going to say, how were they going to do this? Because originally, this was to be a five movie deal. After three, they were greenlit to do two more movies. Mm-hmm. The way this movie ended, I don't know. I mean, there's only one reason I can think how there could be another movie. The way the movie ended, I don't think that was like a reshot or anything. I think that was scripted in the first place. Oh, for Lance? No, the way the movie ended is what you said. You don't know. So for the way Lance, yeah, I don't know if Lance was, was supposed to do all five. No, I understand. I mean, it, it made sense to what happened to him, the character that is. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about Lance because before I saw the movie, I was like, I know that, like I said, you know, it was, it was said that it's going to be five movies total. Mm-hmm. And the concierge, he's very important, especially with Winston, in a sense, in relation to Winston. They were like the manager and the concierge, right? And so I was like, ooh, how are they going to do that? Did they shoot this back to back? Where are they? But 
he was taken out. So now we don't have, we don't know. But again, at the ending, it could be done and it's totally fine if it is. It makes sense. It goes back to chapter one where, you know, where we see him laying on the ground looking at the video. But instead of looking at a video here, he just thinks of her, his wife. He kept saying, I'm going to kill them all. Where he meaning that he's going to kill the people at the round table. Does he actually die? Because we don't, we see him pass out. But from the thing is, like from the whole movie, from the first movie to here, he's been hit by cars, dropped on from like three stories down, shot at, stabbed at, what have you. Here again, he doesn't, he, he, he lays down and we see a tombstone, but we don't really see the burial. And then Winston. He was asked, heaven or hell? Who knows? And he has a little smirk, meaning that he could have faked the death or what have you. But again, if they ended here, awesome. I, I was uh, joking to myself in the theater uh, when I saw that clip. Uh, and heaven or hell, who knows? And laughing to himself. And, but in my mind, I'm like, I had a flashback of like the Mortal Kombat animated movie where like Scorpion's fighting his way out from hell. And I'm thinking John Wick fight, fighting his way. Like that's the fifth movie. John Wick literally fights the devil at his way out from hell to get to heaven. And then God's at the door and he's like, you can't get in. He's like, I'm going to fight you to get to my wife. You know, that kind of, you can't beat the John Wick kind of no, mean. But, no, but he'll be like this. If you can't get in. He's like, yeah, I, think I don't I think so. No, yeah, like I think exactly, I can. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to. That was the thing here, also, and it where that before John Wick and all that stuff, he was known for the whoa guy. Did in the Matrix, did in Point Break, he did in other speed. And that was like that was his phrase, right? And here it was two phrases. He, well, he keeps saying on each movie, as yeah, that kind of way, that tone, that cadence. And then I'm going to need a gun. Yeah. I mean, one of the best parts of chapter three is, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Can someone please get this man a gun? You know where he first said, I'm going to need a gun. Which one? Matrix. Oh, that's right. He said, I need a lot right. of guns. That's, that's right. You're right. And he said just like that, too. He's like, I'm going to need a gun. A lot of guns. And yes. I like. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That was I remember the birth seeing, of the wick. Right. Well, I, I remember uh, when I watched it, Matrix again, and he says, I was like, oh, that's a callback to that. But anyway, this movie is long. Doesn't have to be. Could have been cut down. There were scenes where they were lot. just walking. Oh, I know. The one with Winston in the museum? I, I mean, I get it. The one with Winston in the museum is to show how like the magistrate is just so lavish and just like has so much to do with wealth and stuff like that. He has a whole room dedicated to just giant pieces of art. No, it's not that he uh, has a room. He, he just takes over the museum. That too. He can uh, close the museum. He has that much wealth. He can pay off and just for he can enjoy himself because he has like chairs, the sofas, the tables, uh, the coffee, all that stuff for him to... He is so disgustingly wealthy that he can you know rent out whatever he wants to rent out whenever he wants too. Yeah, so I was just like, wow. I was laughing at that when it was taking like three minutes to walk to the magistrate. I was just like, I thought it was funny. I thought it was smart. Oh, another thing too, in the sense of like the callbacks, no, not the callbacks, but the taglines, because 
it was always good where, oh, I, I like it when the two meet or say hi, Winston and, and Wick. And he goes, Winston, Jonathan, Jonathan. I know. I just, I just love the, the tone. And then we've compared this in our first review and it says like, he's Skywalker, Wick in a way, and he's Obi-Wan, Winston. But he felt more here like father and son. They allude to that in that same scene, Falcon Winter Hell, where he says, Dasvidanya, son, or something like that. Yes. There are some bad things I found there. I was like, but there are so many good things as well. I can sum up a a lot of it with two words, Donnie Yen. Okay, that's it? Really? That's all? No, no, no. I'm I'm saying a good portion. I'm not saying all of it, but anything with Donnie Yen in it, like all the scenes with him, he stole the Mm -hmm. show. Let's oh, be most definitely. He's like I've, I've said this before in other reviews of ours that he is so freaking charismatic. The way he talks, the way he moves. I mean, I love him, Rogue One, mm-hmm. and this is also awesome. This is great in this in Rogue One. Like he re, kind of he doesn't reprise the same role, but he reprises a similar character where he's blind. Don't get me wrong; I didn't understand some of the mechanics of how that worked with him with a gun. Yeah, but that's kind of like Zatuichi. Yeah, source, right. He knows everything, but the thing is, is like with the shooting of the gun. I'm thinking, I know I, that makes no sense too. I mean, I it, it made more sense like when they're in the laundry room and he's using the, the doorbells with the motion detector. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. clever. That is clever. But then yeah. where he's like, you have to duel with the gun. I'm like, how? But the thing is, also, he's like he's walking away, or the ten paces, or thirty paces, and he's like, how is he? See, how is he able to stay in a straight line? incredible balance where the um, thing is, no because i'm saying everywhere else any other time he has a cane or his sword and he's using it to find his location when he's going up the stairs he's using the sword to use uh, as the rail when he's in that kitchen he's and wherever else he's using this the cane to find his distance from the mm-hmm. either the walls or the uh, stoves what have you I mean, he used his surroundings and what he had to figure out where to be. But on that, on the dueling, he's just walking straight. I was like, okay. Also, how do you know about the four nines? Was it four nines or four twos? Four nines. Four twos. No, you're thinking of uh, Scott Atkins. He had five twos. Oh, that's right. He goes, he's 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 like, I don't like cheating. He goes, well, because some cards are raised i guess so like when you're sensitive to the touch when you read with your fingers you're able to make out stuff that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking very daredevil as well i mean he's uh, like daredevil at this point yes no you're right about the shooting part the shooting part didn't really make sense where he's hitting and actually hitting like dead on but that's minor in my in my opinion so donnie and yes Mm. whenever, whenever whatever scene he was in he stole it. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. His his style, the way he used the, the, the blade, it made total sense. He used and it more it for was, stabbing the slashing. It was you like when he would stab a guy like on the ground, like pop, 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 pop. I'm like, oh, he just Right, like, right. Cause he doesn't wait, he doesn't waste time. He doesn't he's not going through the target 
or the person, he's just making, he's doing damage. He's just going in, like when he was fighting um, Sanada. Yeah. I want to say Kira's father. Yeah, Akira's father, yes. Uh, Shimazu. Hiroki Sanada, we, you know, I love him. I know him from the, in the, the 70s and mm. 80s and, and the Kung Fu films and up to like The Last Samurai and Mortal Kombat, uh, the latest Mortal Kombat one where he has a, he plays Scorpion and he's also on Bullet Train. And I like that his name is Kane, kind of like Kwai Chang Kane from Kung Fu. Although it's just character. because he carries the Kane. Well, no, it's not spelled like that though. No, but like people just I call know him Kane, yeah. Right, because he's the guy with the he's the one with the cane. Right? Now, before that, also I was shocked pleasantly that Clancy Brown was in this. Yeah, that was nice. I was totally unexpected because again, I didn't really watch the previews. I didn't know what was going on. I saw some tidbits here and there. I knew that Scott Askins was wearing a, a bodysuit, a fat suit, if you will. Oh, it I is mean, a fat suit. I mean, I didn't understand but, Clancy Brown's role. Overall, I felt like I understood at first, and then I'm like, "Does this guy have more power than he, he initially displays?" Like, I no, I, don't, I think he's just like how the like how the magistrate takes orders mm-hmm. from the table. So does Clancy Brown's character Harbinger. Okay, he is like another one, but he was like more of setting the rules. Like he was like and enforcing the rules as well. I thought that was the job of the uh, adjudicator of the three. No, right. I understand, but it was like another. I guess there's another level, someone higher. Because remember, he you can see that he also had redeemed himself because he had a, was had a finger missing. Yeah, and he has a scratch too, similar to Danielle. The scar, excuse me, the scar, similar to Danielle, but he's not fully blind. Shamir Anderson, the tracker, he was awesome too. I, I loved him. Yeah. Well, I loved his dog. I love the dog. The dog was great. I, I mean, he, he had great. some fun moments. Oh, he had some great moments. It just made it was kind of funny when he had to he ripped his hand out of the knife. He's, oh. he's still using that hand. I was like, dude, you he can't was punching use with it. it. I know. I was like, dude, if you punch it, that thing's gonna split apart. You know, it's just like he didn't that once go like. I know, man, right? Exactly. I, I would so be that, that guy. Let's go. Let's talk about that because I know we were talking some good stuff, but so here's one of the things I didn't appreciate. Pretty much everything that he's done, John Wick, that is, he's been shot, blah, 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 what have you. But it seemed like the more damage he endured, the less it hurt. That's what I was telling you about last time. I said John Wick is secretly a god of death. Like he is like the Highlander in reverse. Every time he kills someone, he he gains stronger strength and he's empowered. He's not dead. He's just, he's getting ready to fight the devil in the fifth movie, I'm telling you. But what I'm but what I'm saying is like he he's got he took so much damage in this movie. He's had many uh, falls. He's He's been hit hit by by several cars. He went down a flight of stairs multiple times. uh, Shot. uh, Did he get stabbed? Did he get stabbed this time? Okay, stabbed. And after that, what happened? He was just walking, kind of like how like in Black Widow. Well, when she fell down that down the steps and just hit everything on the way down, and she limps like for two steps, and then she's like walking straight and running. I'm like, how is that possible? So, a great example of this is the steps. Let's talk about those steps. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown into a pole, thrown down one yes. so- flight of steps, which is already enough steps to go up to a temple. Then gets tossed down another flight of steps to just come down. 
Donnie M meets him. He's like, how much more time you got? Two, maybe three minutes. Cool. And he just gets up. I need you to get to the top of the stairs. That was not. That was a Dragon Ball Z episode. You know, <laughs> where, uh, and I, <laughs> anybody knows Dragon Ball Z, they know this reference. Two minutes. Great. That's going to take about three, four episodes, maybe right. five. Right. That, that was what happened here. You're watching it like the, the two minutes past, like five minutes ago. I mean, of course, in, in movies, time is it's relative. But, but not, no, it should be, but it's not. It's, it's, They're walking up the steps. They're not even running up the steps. I know. Oh, I Trust me, I know. And, and, and speaking about that, there's a lot of action, but a lot of this action is way too long, in my opinion. Way too long, where it could have been just done quickly on, on certain ones. Yeah. But, but it was like almost every action scene was 10 to 20 minutes long. I was like, but why? Like that step. I mean, I, I understand. It's like it was kind of like pushing up a boulder up a hill, but then you just slide down again with that essence of you know, and the and the um, drama of it all of getting up the steps and having that conflict of those guys trying to take him out. Mm-hmm. I get it, you know. But it was just like way too long, and that's actually one of my favorite scenes. It's a fun scene, especially with Donnie Yen, because he again he's going up the steps. He has his sword on the rail, knowing where to go, and then sounds like be close. That so to me that was always great. Of all the movie, Donnie Yen gets no blood on himself from anybody he's killed. One guy, right? One guy, one, and, he, and you one. see the frustration on Donnie Yen's face on his wife. He's just like Skarsgård was awesome too. Pennywise, he was yes. awesome. He did a great job being the villain. Or another magistrate, the Marquise. We called. I know we kept calling him magistrate, but the Marquise. That's what, that's what his title was. And my mistake. So for those listening, watching, you know, we, we fixed it. Our bad. Kind of made sense that he was the punk because that's what he was. He he was a guy. You know, think he can do whatever, but he has these pawns. He'll use uh, Kane to do his bidding, or his other a guy to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracker, and again, and at the end, it shows how how much of a punk he is. He's oh, now I can take him out because he's done for. Uh, talking about John Wick, mm-hmm. but let's go back to what we did. Like again, Dunian for sure. Any scene he was in stole the show. I was happy. I, I got excited. I was like a kid. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Scott Atkins, beautiful performance. Yes, beautiful performance. But I couldn't help but think of. Have you said Fighter from Street Fighter? The blonde dude? Yeah, and I, I was also thinking about uh, Fat Dragon, where Donnie Yen wore the fat suit, too. Right. I mean, maybe that's an influence for that, that he wanted to do something like that. Maybe, I don't know, because you're right, because he was in the flat. And that's our second time working together. Yeah. Because they worked on It Man 4. But Scott Atkins, but, fat suit or not, still has some crisp hits on him. Oh, my God, yes. And it, he just wouldn't die. Now, to talk about that, that scene too, which also bothered me. You got shot in the butt. Was, no, that, <laughs> that's, that's fine. I mean, it was great. He, granted, he wouldn't die. Is that Kim and I were watching and we're like, wait a minute. Why are people still there? People are shooting each other. People are fighting, stabbing, killing, throwing axes. And people are just watching like. Or, that no, was the other like problem dancing. I had throughout the entire film. Not just there. Because when he was in uh, Paris and uh, France and he was trying to go uh, to the church, 
people are having mm-hmm. cafe, they're sipping and they're having a shootout and cars are hitting John Wick and they're like, oh yeah, and no one's moving and they're just yeah, they're just chilling. It's like everybody in like, on this. That's what bothered me about three is that everyone was part of the society. In one and two, it was like a very small knit group of people, and in three, everyone was part of it, and it, it made no sense in my opinion. It's like that takes away the lore. If everyone's in it, of that society, of that lifestyle, what have you, it, it diminishes the value of that lifestyle. Yeah. Here, that's what it felt like too. You're right, but it was just like they're just dancing. They see. I, I saw the audience. They're like, or the dancers, whatever the club owner, the club people. They look and like start dancing again. Some of them dodged it. They're like, huh, and they kept going. Right. But then at the end, where like the beatdown is like coming towards the end and where Scott Atkins character is finally down coming um, to meet his demise. Then they start freaking out. Bullets are not being thrown. It's just hand to hand combat, maybe some axes, but that's when they freak out. Yeah. I was like, really? I was like, that makes no sense. And you're right. The, um, the cafe people, all that stuff was, they're just chilling. I was like, run. Bullets going to hit you. You know, they don't, they don't hit their target. Or the car. Uh, or yes, yeah, the crashes, something like that. And talking about that, uh, the scene of the car chase, or not the car chase, the car, right. was that a car, will it be considered a car chase, the one in the roundabout? That, that to me, that was too long. That was way too long. It could have been, I mean, it was just like, it's getting, it was getting ridiculous because they're avoiding the traffic, avoiding the gunshots, avoiding the, being a hit. By, by each other, um, hand to hand, and to me, I was like, that could that could have been done tighter. So it was way too long, yeah. way too long. I know I'm cutting off. I'm talking a lot. It was, it was there anything else he liked? The dog was entertaining. The dynamic between the dog and the, the henchman number four. First of all, hench- uh, no, no, no. Uh, well, oh, yeah. you're talking about, about uh, Chidi. Chidi, yes, that was, that was the Marco uh, Zara. He's awesome. He's uh, he was he, that's great. Awesome. And like, big dude, can, he big lit dude up John Wick a couple times, like threw some hands. I'm like, wow, this guy could throw some punches. And then when he uh, threw the dog, I was like, this dog is also a John Wick because he threw the dog into a car that was oncoming and the dog just shook it off. And then he comes back and the dog is like, they have their own arc now. The dog sees him later on. <laughs> he tries to kill the dog. He falls off right. a, a like a, a well, three story. Uh, staircase and still gets mm-hmm. back up, and now the dog's back at him. I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on. That's what I'm saying, like, from what I saw here, a lot was a lot of broken backs. There's a, a, a lot, lot of broken, broken backs. A lot of people were getting like, he will shoot them. I'm like, that person's just dead, and they're getting up. I'm like, are they all immortal? He's like capping them like three times in the head, and I'm like, I understand right. the super soldiers that they had from uh, John Wick three that in our super Kevlar. Cool, yeah. Now we have Frenchmen with uh, like little like berets and like uh, like uh, beanies, and uh, they're all running around. And he's like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah!" Guys are coming back up. I'm like, "Are these uh, Atlanteans from Marvel? Like, are they just getting back up?" And they're like, three headshots, boom, boom, boom. Now they're not getting up. I'm like, I don't understand. I get the ones that are the super guards. I get the suits. I, I. But they never explained. That's why I'm calling them the ones that are all in the nice uh, silver suit. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But they're 
they're not all wearing those suits. It got redundant. I mean, I understand, but it got redundant every time they were like fighting. They got the the, the, the part of the jacket yeah. as a shield. But it made sense it was, about the arrows. I love the fact that they use bow and arrows against that because right. the bow and arrows are very strong. Like uh, mm-hmm. when when they as if you uh, I've seen bow and arrows go through materials that some bullets wouldn't go through. Of course, because yeah. because of the fine. Uh, sh- the sharpness of the arrow, right? But, yeah. but I'm just saying, in chapter two, it was cool. It's the first time we saw that where the the suits are lined with Kevlar, and he's using it. Blah, blah, blah. But it was just again redundant. Everyone's doing it. It's kind of like where, like, you see in the CW superhero movies or shows. Excuse me, the CW, like the Flash. Almost every villain of the Flash can run fast. Or faster and, than the Flash, right? Or Arrow. Every almost every villain or main villain has a bow and arrow. I was like, dude, really? It's like it makes no sense. You, you guys are all shooting arrows. You guys are all running fast. So when they're doing all that stuff, again, the redundancy. Akira uh, was also good. She was surprised. I know she she's was new. awesome. Yeah. She's new all she around. New all around. In what way? In what sense? I think this is her breakout film. Mm, no, she's been acting. Never mind, I take that back. She's been around since, well, in here in the film, it says 2016, looks like, in the film, from what I'm seeing real quick. Like big box office? Maybe not. But Man. for a big office, like a big role for a big film or part of a franchise, yes, you're right. This movie is that. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say the scene, but did one scene remind you of a video game? Um, there was a lot of different things that reminded me, like the dog coming out from the shadows. I was thinking about aliens. Like Resident- aliens, okay, maybe that could have been an influence. But no, like say like those games that we used to play on a Nintendo. What's it called? Is it a, a, a Quest? Almost like Dungeons and Dragons, but not where you have an elf, you have a sorcerer, you have a a Valkyrie, you have a barbarian. Like World of Warcraft or something like that. No, no, a video game though. It is a video game. <laughs> oh, the overhead shot where he's in that abandoned oh, castle. Oh, I know. Yeah, kind of like how you like. I remember Metal Gear, like uh, like the old school Nintendo's yes. when it was the overhead. Um, or, or PlayStation, right? The old PlayStation One, right? When you're looking overhead to see your character, and you can see what other people are at. Behind yeah. the wall, not, not third person, like but it's like fourth person. It's like you literally looking overhead, everybody. Where like correct third person's over their shoulder. Correct. So that's what I saw when I saw. There, I mean, it was it was totally taken like or influenced by a video game. I mean, granted, there is a video game called John Wick, but I don't know like how the gameplay is. But the overhead shot was totally, totally influenced by a video game. Kudos. What did you think about the weapons? I loved the shotgun fire or fire shot, whatever that thing was called, whatever that was. That's a real shotgun, by the way. Oh, the bullet, you mean? No the shell. I, well, uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure the shell. They, I've seen many shotgun shells that do various things. Uh, so, I'm but not, no, they, I wouldn't be but surprised. Get, but the but shotgun itself? Shot, no, no, no. But they get shot and to turn on the to shoot the ah to shoot the character. And also turn on fire. Yeah, yeah. I never seen that before. I'm sure something like that exists. 
Because like I've oh, seen probably. like uh, shotgun shells that are stuffed with various types of materials, but mm-hmm. the thing that blew me away was the actual shotgun itself. Because that's a magazine-fed shotgun that's designed like a AR. I want to say uh, mm-hmm. I don't know which version. I, I okay. saw it uh, on a uh, video where Joe Rogan gets actually to fire it. He fired it oh, okay. at, at the same range. And he, he fired the Pit Viper, which is the same gun that uh, John Wick got. Oh, that was a beautiful gun. Yes. Oh, which, beautiful gun. The one that the the, the the main henchman, henchman number one that was using, that's the Sand Viper. Um, also, all, all three made by the same gun manufacturer. The guy who runs the, the uh, shooting range that he goes to, John Wick goes to. Something tactical. Yeah, uh, Terran Tactical, yeah. I think. The, the Pit Viper, beautiful gun. Already world class uh, champion ship gun. They secretly snuck it in. That gun's like seven thousand dollars. Seventy or seven? Seven. All right. I don't know how much firearms cost. I, no, uh, it's still pretty. It's, no it's still pretty petty. That, that's pretty hefty. But okay. it's a beautiful gun. Even for un people who are not gun admirers, I'm, I usually don't get a gun. You usually don't get a gun. I, how how many how many guns do you have? If we're counting Nerf, I have them all. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not counting her, I got him. I got, got zero. I got, got zero. zero. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but the shotgun was like uh, I've seen it in action. It's insane. The fact that they put a round of that caliber, like that, just shoots. Mm. I the only thing I can think of is some kind of version of thermite. Where, I don't know. It was. To me, it was cool. It was I again. I never saw something like that happen um, on YouTube. Whatever, nothing like that where you get shot and catch fire, and that just oh my freaking god! What the what's going on here? It's when when you went like the Jedi way. A few moments later. So yeah, that was cool. And then the then the tracker, his weapon. I like that. I don't know how it was cool. The way it sounded. I'm not sure if that's the actual sound. It gives off that it was really. It sounded like strong. I don't know. It sounded like a like banging on the drum kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if that that's a real rifle. I feel like that's a real rifle because they wouldn't make it up a thing. Some well, sometimes they they do is like they'll modify a weapon. Yeah, to make it unique to fit the character or what have you. I mean, that one seemed more like a Nerf toy than anything because like. That's a common thing for nerf blasters, where you can take the uh, the barrel and just like mm-hmm. how he did it, like you just pop, pop, and then you're good to go. I'm not an expert. I feel like we should ask our cousins, but uh, right. to my knowledge, there's not one that just so easily becomes a barrel to a rifle because that's what it was. It was a rifle he had, uh, lever action. It was a cool one, right? And, he, and my man has some good it, sharpshooting skills. Yeah, it seemed like an old weapon. Like a modified old weapon. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. He was like a guy like who, who appreciates vintage stuff in that way. Yeah. Um, now, another thing I did I disliked was the DJ, the radio DJ, the lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it made no sense. Like, if she was there earlier of the, in the film and giving out you know, contracts or talking about, you know, about John Wick, whatever, then I would understand or appreciate it. But she would just came out of like pretty much nowhere. I have that, a theory. So I, th- as I was watching, I what was, do you think it was Halle Berry. 
No, no, no. Reprising her role? I think she is the 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 French version of Lawrence Fishburne. So Lawrence Fishburne's character is the king of the uh, of the homeless people and the information network in New York. He was the Bowery he's, King, he's, but right, he's but... the Bowery King. When he was in uh, France, John Wick goes like, "You're a little far from home." He's like, "I'm thinking about expanding my territory." He was he's his territory doesn't go into France. So what's the right. information? Who runs the information network in France? But the, no, but she was telling people where to find him. That's what I'm saying. My the, my theory is that she's just the equivalent. It doesn't mean that she does the exact same thing. She's just like she runs the network of information. I guess. Regardless, I didn't like it. A fair point. It just felt it, it just felt off. It just didn't make sense because people are getting information on their phones and all that stuff. But now they're gonna be on the radio. It, it, again, it just didn't make sense to me, and or it just felt out of place. Yeah, I don't know. We've been kind of juggling oh, back and forth between what we yeah, like know. and what we like. Fair enough, because this—I mean, I just seen it once. I want to see it again. I want to see it again without Kimberly. Nothing wrong with that. But I, I want to see it during the day. I know, gotcha. Because she has to work and all the stuff, so it's just kind of hard. And, and I'd rather just spend time with her. What do you think about the post credit scene? Let's talk about that. Well, before that, what I found funny with the fighting is that a lot of the fights had people waiting. Meaning, John is fighting one guy, and there's a guy right next to him going like stumbling and or waiting his turn to attack. I mean, so sometimes like, it worked, but I, I know I saw that in the other movies too. Like, two had some really bad moments of that. Uh, See, but I, that's I, like I that classic kung fu move, right? But I saw that a lot in three. One they didn't really have that. Two, I didn't really see that either, because where John was always moving, right? Where here is just seeing he was in a spot, and then you know he'll hit one guy, and the guy's like, you know, dramatically getting up, yeah, or like he was about to, he was about to throw a punch, the character, and. He'd be like, he'll drop. He's like, but why? He's just wasting time in order to get. Yeah. That's what he was doing. It's just wasting time. But I also like the nunchuck scenes where, or the the use of the nunchucks. Again, goes into my theory about how John Wick's a demigod. He gets the nunchucks. He's just wailing like it's a flail, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Every Pretty time much. he he kills someone, he gets better and better to the nunchucks to the point where he's starting to like do the the flare with the nunchucks. <laughs> And like, right. and then he's doing tricks with the nunchucks with one hand, flaring around his neck. Oh, not, doing not really. Well, no. There's no, a couple times the, where he just like poo, 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 with his hands. Well, no, he made it into a uh, as one stick or a baton. He had the the chain wrapped around the hand, so he yeah. had the two, which really. He also did it honesty, for some reloads. Right, but in all honesty, you wouldn't have any really real good support to have that chain, and then. Because when you hit that, the handles are going to move. Yeah, yeah. You're really, like, but I did like that every time he, after he used the nunchucks, he wrapped it around his neck to be able to use his um, firearms and stuff like that. That's what I liked about here, which brought me back to one and two, that he stylized the weapons. So when he had the guns, he'll look at it how he'll check the gun or how he'll fire. It'll be a different. He'll use it in a 
in a specific way that was like identifiable to him. And when he did the nunchucks, or the nunchaku, excuse me, to be more correct, he'll wrap it around. Yes, he at the end he did a little. That's when I really noticed him do the. That was like uh, near the end because he was still using them I know. afterwards. Right, but he'll he'll go he'll like he'll <laughs> which was uh, not needed, but okay, fine. But him wrapping around his neck and then going into his firearm was smart. It was yeah. pretty. It was it was it was a nice touch. I would say I've never seen a person use Danjaku with two hands on one stick, like a flail. He's like playing golf and baseball bat. Oh, on that their, one, yes. And I'm like. It works. When he's using the nunchaku a lot of times too, I'm sorry. You get hit in the face with one of those, you don't stay standing. No. You see the guys, he's Bones like whacking, he's whacking them like some of them go down in one hit. But, but again, this but goes one into guy, like there's uh, one guy he was just going back and forth with yeah. the guy just get will get hit and then throw a punch. He'll get hit and throw like so no, you get hit in the face, I'm sorry. Bones are being broken there. Jaws, cheekbones, your skull. There's there's no coming back from that. Because I was like, no. I mean, you know, like, do you know how much it takes to break us to crack a skull? It's more than a coconut. Eight pounds. That's all it takes to crack the skull. Eight pounds of pressure. I feel like that's... When you're swinging it, it's, it's light. That's not heavy at all. Oh no, coconut! I, I no, I was thinking of the other way around. Coconut is more pr- pressure than its skull to crack. So when you're swinging that ninjaku, it's gonna generate a lot more than eight pounds. Oh yeah, you have power behind that. So for me, like I do love these movies; they're very entertaining. But the the realism has really stretched in that. In one and two, when guys got taken down, they got taken down quick. Yeah, or or efficiently, they didn't get back up. Here they, they got up several times, and it was like, come on, little again. I know movies. I know it's make believe, but again, it was just it was it was almost like playing a video game. Yeah, when you have those NPCs, they just keep coming back. I was like, or they keep showing up. Oh, and by the way, I did recognize some of the same stuntmen over and over again. Oh, I, I, I told that to Kim. I told that together. Didn't he just kill them two scenes ago? That was the same guy from the Japanese uh, Continental. That's the same guy in the Russian place. And that's the same guy on the stairway. It was the Asian dude. Well, I don't want to say all Asians look alike, but I was like, wait a minute. Didn't he just kill? I was like, yeah, I think he just killed him in the the restaurant. So, but I guess, yeah, after a while, you have to recycle the the stuntmen. When you have that many deaths in a film, yeah, you're going to have to. You know who didn't get back up? The ones that uh, were given the nut command. The, <laughs> the dog will go in. He's like, nuts. And the dog will go yeah. for it. And, and I'm like, that guy's not getting back up no matter what. Oh, my God. That was almost zombie-like. I don't know. If, I guess you can get that reference. Meaning, like, when he's attacking, he's just, like, going off, like, how a zombie on a body goes and eats. Right? And he's oh. Just, well, like, yeah. And, and I mean, just, that's, and, what they, just, uh, that's what they just attack dogs there. do. No, I understand that, but I'm talking about the the victims. Oh yeah, yeah. They just they just get lay there and like uh, without really able to fight back. I mean, the only one that really did fight back most was uh, a henchman number one. He's like, "Oh my god!" 
I know, like, we may sound like it, we're bashing it. But at the same time, yeah. like, the bad wasn't necessarily bad in the sense that it took away no. from the film. Uh, like, and honestly, we're, like, nitpicking it. And some of the bad is, like, also entertaining in itself. Oh, uh, most definitely. Yeah. Most like, definitely. It's one of those things that, like, you're, you're willing to accept it because it's, like, it's worth it. Even though it's almost three hours long, it doesn't feel three hours. It, it, the it, pacing was pretty good. I would say pacing was pretty good in yeah, and I in I guess you need to slow down certain times because of all the action that was going on and how long they were yeah so you need to take a break but to go back to the end credit that's up to debate it's more like your choice in the sense of what happened at the end when Kane were Akira excuse me approaches Kane you can say that she killed him you can say that she did not. Well, they didn't. Like, it basically, it's like you know she's going to attempt it. Of course, but honestly, let's be quite real. She's not going to get the sneak up on Kane. I don't think she would, but she could because of what's going on. The music is playing. The people are walking around. There's noise all over the place. Granted, yes, there was noise all over the place when he was fighting all those people, but he was expecting that. Maybe. Here, he's not. But at the same token, he expects everything. Yeah. So he could be you know, right there. And again, he has his cane, which is a knife inside, or a sword. He's displayed he probably doesn't need to use the cane to defend himself. True, but he has that. But again, it's, it's, it's a way that is like, I, I like the ending. I like how that was. Like, you don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like in Joker, where did he really do this or was this all in his mind? It's kind of like that. So well, the vision know. of it is also obscured. How so? Uh, at least when I was watching the post credit scene had like like foggy edges around the scene. Yeah, what was that about? I I don't know. See, I was thinking, like, are we trying to, are we seeing it through his eyes? That we can't really, it's not really clear. Like he's a little, he's not really blind. Maybe. You know, I mean, or I mean, he's legally blind. Yeah, but not fully. Maybe that's the, that's the answer there too. To why he can make shots. There are people who are legally blind, but they can see as long as like the the object is close to her face. I mean, he like, could have like you know severe mean? cataracts. Maybe. Granted, he does have scars yeah. on his eyelids. I don't know. So, I mean, if they did like a a branch off movie or show. Oh, I would watch it. And it says about him. I mean, if that was oh. chapter five and they just focus on Kane, I'd be down. Listen, right. when, the, the, Kane, when they made the deal of the duel and John mm-hmm. Wick walks away and goes, no one's saying anything. And he just goes, not going to do it. It's like fight. <laughs> I know. It kind of like breaks the tension or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or when the guy go, goes uh, up to him and he's trying to give him a pep talk right before the duel. He's like, he's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, right. his little moments where he cuts people off. I'm like, great. His character has character. Well, the same thing with in Rogue One. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff that we saw in Rogue One was him improvising. Mm-hmm. Like the one where he gets the hood over his face. He goes, seriously, guys, I'm blind. That was his thing. That He brought that up. Well, I'm wondering now, like, what did Scott Atkins... Because uh, Scott Atkins brought a lot to the table. Oh, uh, he did. Um, he but did. I'm wondering if he brought... 
you know what this film i don't usually go for behind the scenes i know this year thing but mm-hmm. this version of john wick i would be down for watching a, a behind the scenes of like scott atkins on set like at that poker table i feel like there's gonna be some extra stuff that had to happen oh definitely oh definitely uh, the fight scenes like Please tell me, like, Scott Atkins, like, or choreograph some of that. I feel like he came in and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do, do some of these things. The hand-to-hand fight scenes overall were really mm-hmm. good. Even though it's outlandish in a lot of ways, it brought a lot of the good that we saw in the previous films to life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it, to me, again, you're, I know you're not a fan of the two, of, of Chapter 2, but I'm a fan of 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. It felt like they like I said earlier, blended one and two together and retcon a little bit of what was like missing in three, they put in four. Instead of tension, instead of pace, instead of less comedic moments, more serious as one and two were. Mm-hmm. It was refreshing because I was like hoping, I was like, please don't be like three, please don't be like three. And it wasn't. It wasn't at all. And I mean, I, yeah, of course, I, I chuckled here and there due to the, the long walk in the museum and um, of other similar natures, but it wasn't intentional to be funny. It just, to me, I found it funny or humorous. Now, I did like him, the fight also with Kane and Shimazu. Yes. Um, it, it, I didn't understand because it felt like Kane was going to let Shimazu. Right? Yes. I thought the same thing too, but Shimazu was like, no, I'm gonna. I don't know why. It, it made no sense. Yeah, because he was gonna let him live. Hey, he's he like, just was. protect your daughter, and you start walking away. I'm like, that's it. That's your out. Go for your out. Exactly. And he says, I am, and but he didn't. We are a fan of the Mandalorian, and there was a scene before that fight of a, a wide shot scene from the water to that walkway with mm-hmm. Kane and Shimazu. That reminded me of the same with Ahsoka and the girl with the spear. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. It, it was a similar format, too, because that, that episode is very Japanese. It's very um, Seven Samurai mm-hmm. or Mifune. Not Mifune. Yeah. And uh, the, Yojimbo. From, from Yojimbo, uh, season two, Mandalorian. Right. Right. But I'm talking about the, like, the influence very, uh, from the samurai, um, samurai films from Kurosawa. And it was nice to see two seasoned actors and martial arts go at it. We saw that with Donnie Yen, do it with Jet Li in Hero and Once Upon a Time in China, I believe. Yeah. They did that two scenes. And, and to see these two, I'm not sure if they have done movies together before. Donnie Yen and something. Oh! Another thing I want to talk about Donnie Yen. In one time, in a span of certain films, Donnie Yen was like a brought his character like a street fighter, and he'll make his thing style uh, very stylized. Uh, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? Yes, yes, the wind up. Oh my god, when he did that, it that was uh, he did that in like two or three films. He did least. it in, I want to say, he did it in SPL, yeah, with, with uh, I think when he fought Samo Hung, and he did it in another movie flashpoint that thank you exactly when he was finding that when he was doing that jujitsu scene with the other guy but I, I think he also did it like in two scenes in that same movie but like yeah yeah he definitely did he it, did one it at one point 
Right. He did it when he knocked someone out on top of a car. That yeah. will land on top of a car. Right. But when he did that, uh, uh, I used to do that move in one of my kickboxing classes. I would add it just to have some flair. And people were like, whoa. I mean, it was totally taken from Donnie Yen yeah. doing that. That was in the kitchen scene, I think. It was. Very, uh, very much the kitchen scene. This movie is worth the price of admission, guys. I know we... We've dogged it, but this is worth the price of admission. It is worth your time of almost three hours. If you are a fan of any of the John Wicks, if you're a fan of Donnie Yen, Scott Atkins, Sonata, this is almost like the Expendables version of John John Wick. I'll give you that, yeah. There's so many martial artists in here from all over because the guy from the the, – you're talking about the – we you talking about the head hunchman, Chidi? Chidi, yeah. he's from Spain and Japan. You have America. You have well, you have two people from America. Yeah, and you have China or Hong Kong. And oh, and I also, I mean, the tracker with his dog. It, it kind of reminded me of Snake Eyes and his right. dog. Yeah. Is there another character that has a dog? I mean, I know in I chapter mean, three, chapter three, Halle, Halle Berry. Yeah, but she had two dogs. So there, I guess they brought that back like as an Easter egg in that sense. But mm-hmm. is there any other movie franchise or something like that where there's a Road Warrior? Excuse me, mm-hmm. Road Warrior had that. Mad Max had his dog. I am Legend with Will Smith. Yes, it worked. Yeah, it worked better than with Halle Berry, in my opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, they, uh, they, there's more character give and take between uh, dog and their own. Right, where like like the the dog also like did her own thing. Yeah, like yeah, he'll he'll give a command, but then she'll go out and do her own thing. When she came out of that that that, that hallway, that was like her, all her. He was behind her, but yeah, he was. But in the sense, like she came out first, like yeah. that. And I also found it funny. It was funny when John Wick kills Marquise, and everyone's laughing, and she's looking like what. I don't get it. What's so? I don't get. What's so funny? I don't. Because yeah. she was looking, then she looked at at, at the tracker, and then she came out. It was it was very human. After she was, she was drinking beer, right? So maybe she was intoxicated. That's why she couldn't understand. I don't know. Maybe. And where did he get that beer? I mean, he has. He'd been carrying a backpack the entire time. It was cold. Uh. Well, I don't know. Uh, a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just it was like. How do you get that? Some of the stuff, yes. Okay, going back to some other things, there are some things I can't remember right now, but I do remember thinking, okay, that doesn't make sense. Did you think at any point Clancy Brown was going to do a shootout scene? I was hoping so. That's what <laughs> that I came, thought at first. That came to mind thought, too. When I first saw him, I thought he was going to be the big baddie or one of them. Like I yeah. said, I saw very little of the, of the previews, so I had no idea what to expect. Another call to Kung Fu, because you have Kane, where, you know, Donnie Yen's character was like very reminiscent of the name Kane, but also uh, Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. Yeah. But when he's in Berlin and he and that girl put their forearm. Oh, absolutely. Burning cudgel. Absolutely. I thought of, I thought of Kung Fu right there. The like, dragons, too. It was dragons. Was it dragons? I don't know what it was, because it was all... I thought nasty. It, I thought it was a dragon and like some other like words and whatnot. Maybe I don't know. But Which is like also kung fu because one's a dragon, one's a lion. 
Tiger. The Tiger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you watch all those paintings, a lot, a lot of the, the artwork is like a, a tiger versus a crane, a tiger versus a dragon, but also it's a tiger. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, but when I saw that, I didn't know that both were going to do it. I thought, I thought he was going to do it. When I was watching that all prepare, I was like, watch, he's, he's going to have to burn his forearms and carry it. No, it's just more together. But does that mean that she, if she invites other people into the family, does she have to do that every time? I don't know. I feel like like you could only do that so many times, like twice. But I, but I'm talking about her because she was the head of the family. Yeah, she brought him in to be. So I was like, so no, but she was bringing him in, in uh, but also giving him a seat of power within the family. But I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, other people you know, come after him. Does she yeah. have to do that again? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Is because of the oh. Fact here goes. An, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, because like he was already a member of the family, he got kicked out of the family and came back. He didn't have that uh, sigil on him before. So, oh my God, you're not listening. I'm just talking about like, I think it's like making him like her number one, right? Since he's gone, if he is gone, and there's another another number one, she has one more. She had to do it. Two chances. You get two chances in life to make a, a number one. <laughs> do you do you understand what I'm trying to say or not? You, you, does she do it multiple times? Right. So, for like to be for the next person who's number one, or to bring someone into the family, does she always have to like she's gonna run out of arms and legs? Yeah. Well, I'm did you get the Marvel? Okay, did you get the Marvel reference? Which one? I am Klaus. I I didn't I didn't think that was a Marvel reference. I just thought that was well, a silly I'm, thing. It was a silly thing, but he kept saying it just like I am Groot. Yeah, no. By the end of it, I I was thinking I am Groot. He goes, I am Klaus. Okay. John, I am Klaus. <laughs> okay, this guy has severe brain damage because he can't say anything else. But he's saying a lot of stuff with those three words. Yes, but, and the way he was saying it too. I am Klaus. I am Klaus. Blank. Is there anything else? I mean, there's so much. It's a long movie. There's a lot to digest. I am going to see it again. I am going to buy it. I thought it was clever. Um, this is my last part that I thought I enjoyed. So um, where he tells John, you owe me one. And then he stabs John in the hand. And, and, and like it dawned on me, like he stabbed him on the hand. To That's his shooting hand. And uh, because when they go to the, the duel, he has to shoot with his left hand. He was handicapping John. And then John's like, we're even. And then the whole duel happens and John goes, you owe me. <laughs> okay. So um, what I'm thinking is, is it be, did he lose his eyes because of John? No, he said that he, he gave him as a gift. The eyes? Yeah. Because remember, they had that conversation that like uh, he tried to get out, but he he, he thought he was out, but he was. So what did he owe him? The stairs? Yeah. Okay. Because really, uh, he, he could have just let John not make it up the stairs, and that's it. True. He doesn't have to do it. True, true. He was fast with that sword. Jesus, I didn't even see that coming. It's, it's, yep. I just love, I, his sword work was amazing. I'm sorry. Is oh, wow. And then when, again, he'll just stab, like, he'll just, he was so fat, he'll just stab at his, Walk away. So good. He's like Blind so Fury. 
Rucker Howard Shokasugi. I know. I know that reference. Which is a, a bite off of Zatoichi, but okay. Sure. If they make a movie, like you said, like a spinoff, oh, dude, that would be so good. Yeah. Funny. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, then, but then we know how what happened at the end. If it, if it's a continuation from that. Or a prequel. Or if it's a prequel. Because mm-hmm. now I'm wondering, like, if he had his eyesight, is he better than John Wick? But he was, I think he was better than John Wick in the, with the, without the eyes. Yeah, I know. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. In the, in the way that in the first movie, in the second movie, like John Wick was, even though he was getting hit and taking damage, he was a severe badass. Yeah. But then his world opens up, and he's not as badass as we thought. He's not Baba Yaga. He's not the boogeyman killer in comparison to other people in this film. Yeah, I mean, there's guys out there that are like equally legends. Even though you didn't like uh, John Wick 3, in John Wick 3, they had the guys from the raid, right? Right, the brothers. The brothers, and they fight John Wick, and technically they overpower John Wick like two, maybe three times, and they keep letting him get up. Yeah, two versus one. Is you know still is a is a like is a contract to kill. So they could have ended John Wick. Uh, John Wick almost well, died in the that, first one with uh with oh, your girl uh, and it, if it wasn't for William Defoe, um, oh Miss Perkins, yeah, that's why I didn't like about three because they did play of that of letting him live, you know, they, they knock him down, let him get up, knock him down, let him go. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Mark Mark Desgasca's character. Same thing. He was playing with him. He was like a cat playing with his food. To me, that. Lessen the importance because, like, it didn't feel as dire as it was for him in one and two and in four. That's where I have a problem with chapter three. Okay. You know, and then other stuff too. The, the motorcycle stunts was, especially if one, after I know how it was done, it was like really unbelievable. And also, since I ride motorcycles, I was like, oh, okay. And then with the horses, Doing the back kick, it was like one time was good, but after two times you're doing the same stunt, same thing, it get it, it gets tiring. Turning your horse into a weapon by slapping his behind. One time was okay, but then like I think he did two more times, but definitely, definitely. Did yeah, he did. Time. He did it several times, but so that like, that uh, goes into the John Wick mythos of how he's a guy. He's like he's like anything in my hands, even a living animal is a weapon. Turned his horse into a weapon. I am. <laughs> All right, I think we've talked way too much here today. All right, guys, that is our movie review of John Wick Chapter 4. Let us know what you think. Also, if you have a movie for us to review, please let us know in the comment below or email us at talesoftwobros at gmail.com. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too. Shorter, because they were just mother freak or frack freak. Do you not see me? Like, or do do you not see yourself when you're talking? No. Uh...